Greetings, and welcome to Season 2 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join us as we go on a magical journey through the craziness that is video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we take a look at the history of the Battle Royale genre. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Car Podcast. It's time once again to get some chicken dinner. That's right, we're talking about Battle Royales. I am Paul of Westfall Plains, and in with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, dude? Not much, man. How are you doing? I don't know. I feel like I'm talking way too fast today. How much drugs are you on? Mostly scotch. Hey, scotch is a hell of a drug. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's just scotch. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how's life been, man? How's life? Um, I fucking hate house shopping at this point. Uh oh, Paul's house shopping update. Yes. What's you, how, so how's that I've been put, going? I put bids on at least five houses, and I've gotten none of them. So yeah, not great. Yeah, not not <laughs> abnormal right now. It's it's pretty much buying season right now for houses because we're uh, approaching a bubble bursting again. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that yay economics <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah we're yeah. we're actually at the point where we're we we are just in a situation where we're probably going to end up uh refinancing our house in the very very near future and finishing our basement because we're anticipating a, a big drop in the uh value of property around here which is going to be funny because like literally at the other end of the street that I live on, like like about a mile and a half down the road, there's a new subdivision being built, mm -hmm. and their their homes start in the five hundred thousands, and they they haven't actually started construction on any of them yet. They're like doing the street layout and subdividing the lots and stuff. But, oh dear! And like laying all of the sewer work before they start building the homes. But oh yeah, yeah. it's gonna be. Yeah. It'll be funny in like a year when they're not able to sell any of those because <laughs> they're, yeah. they're going to be taking a loss on all of them. Probably. <clears throat> Man, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I just, damn it. Yeah. It's, it sucks too, because yeah. there's always this thing where it's like, you find something it's like, oh man, this is so perfect. I love it so much. And then like just someone snipes either, it out from under you either yeah. either either just you know swoops in and takes it or like something weird happens and like for some reason the person just you know they don't give the, just radio oh, silence oh my god like, okay i have stories <laughs> so you remember when i went to vegas a few weeks ago yeah so i had put a bid in on a house that i like it, that was the house of the uh the former marine that was in world war ii remember i told you about him vaguely yeah so that house that was a fun trip to try and buy. So I put in an offer, which I thought was a pretty competitive offer. They had, they'd wanted 149.9. I'm like, I'm going to, it's been on the market for almost a year. I'm going to drop, I'll say 130. 
And I want to, there's a gazebo that was there that I wanted to keep. Yeah, you remember now, I see you laughing. <laughs> there's a gazebo that I'm like, I want, I want the gazebo, I'll offer you 130. Here you go. And they're like, no, here we want 143. Okay. Yeah, didn't they go up like over? Oh, oh, here, price, yeah. or is that they? I they think they wanted coming. one. They wanted one forty four nine. I think with the original price, and it was. Uh, they were like, "No, we'll offer one forty three. I'm like, "Okay, that's not anywhere close to where we want to be." I went. I went up to one thirty three. Same offer uh, as like a like closing costs are will be included in that offer. You'll 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 pay closing costs and I'll keep the gazebo. And they're like, "No." 147 motherfucker did i stutter <laughs> i finally <laughs> offered 136 was my final offer and that was that was very close to what they originally wanted i think i think what it was nine off yeah i think that's pretty damn close to what they wanted i'm like well um i believe my text to, to connor was like uh tell them to Please fornicate with a cactus. I never want to buy your house. And then I walked away. I, I believe my advice to you is that you should come back at like $5,000 lower than your first offer. Yeah. And, and offer to pay closing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like do, do the opposite of what they did. And just to, just to see, see how they react. Like, because I, I don't think it would cost you anything no. to make that offer. No, it but... does not. It didn't cost me a thing to go back and forth in the offers. Yeah. And, I, and I just flat said, you know what? Just. Please take the nearest succulent, bend over, insert it directly into your anus. I'm moving on. Yeah, we actually had uh, when we were buying, going shopping for a house uh, for this the house that we currently own. We we put in a an offer for one of them, like a, a house in the neighborhood that one of our friends used to live in, mm-hmm. and the guy accepted our offer. Literally, only so that he could go back and tell the person he was currently in negotiations with, Hey, I have this other offer and it's X amount of money above yours. Make me your best offer. But you'd already accepted an offer. Oh, he hadn't accepted an offer. He was negotiating. No, I know, but he accepted your offer. No, he, he was, he entered negotiations with us also while negotiating with this other guy so yeah but you had said accepted so definitely through me oh sorry that i did not but yeah he he took our offer on board specifically to tell this other guy to give him a better offer and uh yeah it was kind of funny the (laughs) kids this is super ethical and absolutely on the level yeah the the funny part about the house that we currently are in is we made our offer on it and the guy bulked at it initially because his realtor told him that VA loans are terrible and they always take forever and there's no way they're going to close in 30 days. No, that's not true. Normally they they can take a while. It depends on the VA because the VA has to partially true an an inspector and like there's there's some extra steps you have to take Mm -hmm. and it can take longer. But when you have someone who's a stay at home parent who literally their primary job would be responding to all of this paperwork as fast as humanly possible because you want to close in 30 days. Guess yeah. who guess who guess so fast you get it. Guess who wasn't ready to close in 30 days? It yeah, was chuckle not, fuck who was trying to sell the house. It was not us. Like the day 
the day that we bought the house from them, they still had to take a, a giant playground out of the backyard because they hadn't finished yet. And they left a refrigerator here because they just didn't have time to take it out of the house because they ran out of time, basically. Nah. <laughs> nice. So we got a free refrigerator, which is kind of funny. Nice. Nice. There's a uh, dude that went to a house a few a few blocks away from me, and there was a sweet wet bar in the basement. Nice. That's kind of wanted it. That's one of the things we're building into our basement when we finish. Yeah. It, so I mean, it was an actual wet bar. Like I had a little sink under there and everything. I was like, yeah, this is, I kind of want this, but at the same time, I don't want to pay this price for it. Yeah. <laughs> we're also going to have a movie theater, which is going to be fantastic. I think. Nice. Nice. All right. Enough about anyway. housing. What you been playing? As a surprise to no one, based on the last podcast, I've been playing elite <laughs> dangerous and I have gone 15,000 light years in the past like <laughs> three or four weeks. Yeah, you sent me a uh, a photo of like this is because of a what was it, a neutron star or yeah, something like that. I, I was like, all right, I, I don't know any of this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, in, in Elite Dangerous, uh, one of the ways you refuel in the game is you use what is called a fuel scoop and you like kind of dip into the radioactive field around a star and scoop off energy from it and refuels your ship mm -hmm. if you do this with a neutron star like because it has to be a main sequence star and right right uh so uh, if you do it with the neutron star it will overcharge your frame shift drive and it allows you to jump four times further 400 percent further than you would normally be able to do that's awesome. So I have like a 51 it and change uh, jump range, like light year jump range on my ship, which is also ridiculous and awesome. But uh, I sent you a screenshot where I actually managed to jump tw uh, 207 light years, <laughs> which That's is awesome. four, four, you know, it's four, it's cutting off four jumps on other things, yeah. but it actually let me do that jump. So I was like, screenshot, <laughs> let me just take a shot of it. Fantastic. But yeah, it's it's been fun. Uh, there's been some really cool stuff. Uh, I actually just was checking my graphics settings the other day, and it was on high, not like fully cranked graphics. So I, so I like turned it up to ultra, like the highest graphic settings I could, uh, just to see if my system could handle it. And there's right. like so much just weird, cool little stuff that the the engine. Yeah, does. you showed Drew and I a screenshot. Yeah, well, I showed you guys a screenshot of like some of the the you know lighting effects that, of their new rendering engine, mm -hmm. but like when you jump in and out of uh warp, like you know warp speed or whatever the which space uh, I think it is yeah which space I think is their name for it, uh like there's all of these cool wavy alpha channel effects going on and like the stars like shimmer and wobble and like it's it's hard to explain because it doesn't do that if you don't have it on ultra and it's just it looks so crazy and like start like the sun sh like have heat shimmer on them now and like all of this just cool stuff that's like a still screenshot doesn't do it any justice <laughs> but it's like really impressive like what they've managed to do with that graphics engine if you have a card that can handle it dang yeah nice so what have you been playing uh so as most of you know i got a switch fairly recently a couple months ago uh picked up a have you heard of the tales series mm-hmm 
Um, Tales so, Symphonia. And- yeah, Tales of Symphonia is the GameCube game that I think it was the original version, like the original game. Um, this one, uh, Tales of Asperia, I never got a chance to play, but they released a definitive edition on Switch that I picked up and have been enjoying ever since. Uh, also, uh, apropos to the podcast, Apex Legends. Uh, it has become my go-to Battle Royale game. Very fun, very fast-paced. My only complaint about it is that it's only teams of three rather than teams of four yeah and you can't do you can't do solo yeah. you really can't do solos you can't do duos quotes can't do solos or duos you yeah. you totally can by just <laughs> telling your team to go f itself but <laughs> kind of but, but uh, i mean yeah. you can't queue as a solo you can't like you can't queue for a game against other solos, correct? And you can't you're, queue you're against a game against other duos. Yeah, theoretically, you'd be playing one against teams of three if you yeah. leave your team, which you can do. Like, yeah, and you have to like hit like three different buttons. So it's like, are you sure you want to leave your team? Are you sure you want to leave your team? <laughs> you know, okay. I didn't know you could do it, honestly. Yeah, there's the when you're dropping in, there's a button to split off from your team since you jump as a group of three, which is... Yeah, kind of nice. well, you can split off, but you can't like leave that team. You can't right. just be a solo. But that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like you, oh, you okay. hit a button to say like, yes, I want to split off from the team. And then it's like, no, really, do, are you sure you want to do this? Like, you have I think to, they removed that because I don't have to worry about that. You just have to hold yeah. the button down. Yeah, but you have to very intentionally do it. You can't yep. just accidentally hit the button to do it. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that that that's my big complaint is that you can't just be a solo yeah. against other solos. You can't do duos. You can't do the quartet that PUBG has. You can yeah. only do trips, and that's it. Yeah, which it, is it, eh. it. It does make sense, and we'll we'll talk about this more when we get to talking about the game later. Yeah, um, I mean yeah. mechanically it's fine, but otherwise I'm I'm not thrilled with that particular situation. I've also been playing uh, in prep for the next cast since this one is kind of this one kind of got bumped into uh, bumped up the priority list. Uh, Subnautica for our next uh, actual focus game. Yeah, and I've been enjoying that more than I thought I would. Yeah, like I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be like, oh my god, this is so fucking boring. Yeah, I, I honestly like the first few times, like, oh, this is fun. I'm unlocking stuff. It's okay. It's not. I'm not I'm not terrible so far. And then some event stuff happened. I was like, okay, you have my attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. It starts off as like you know, kind of a standard fair survival game, but then yeah, yeah it definitely it definitely throws some plot at you that makes you go, "Huh, what? Wait, what?" <laughs> okay, like, I didn't know. It. Wait, okay, I didn't know you were gonna do that. Okay, there's, yeah, you have my attention now. This is something that I'm interested in. I want to solve this mystery. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And not, um, not just survive. Like there's yeah, more to do now. Like I, I, and I wasn't too fussed with just survival. Like I like I was I was still having fun. I was still like, hey, there's some exploration here. This is this is pretty cool. And then that event happened, and because I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, but that event happened, and I was like, yes, now I'm good. Now I'm now I'm in. You have my chips. I'm all in. Yeah. And I'll be probably playing that on stream over the next week or so, just here and there. Like I usually do Mondays for my variety stream, and I'll probably be doing that on Mondays and uh, probably Thursdays. So, sounds good, man. Hopefully, I can uh, tune in at least one of those days. Nice. Okay. <laughs> News. Yes. So we don't have a lot here, but yeah. it's well, kind of crazy. Do you want to start with the WTFs or end with the WTFs? That's the. Uh... Uh, let's let's build up to it. Okay. So first up, um, 
this week. Nintendo? Uh, yeah, out of uh, out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, like, I didn't expect it, certainly. Reggie fils retired, which, you know, dude has earned it. He's been, oh, he's absolutely. been the president of, you know, American Nintendo forever. Yeah, it's and, been uh, I don't I don't know how long honestly. I want to kind of look that up. It's been close to 20 years, I think. If I remember correctly. Um but so he retired to go spend time with his family basically and become a player again, like cuz he just he loves games and loves Nintendo. Um and then and there's a really great video that Nintendo put on their official Twitter account of yeah. reggie saying thank you and you know yeah. talking about his time there and amusingly <laughs> the guy who is uh, you know, stepping up to replace him here in the next few weeks yeah his last name is bowser so fun story about that <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, Mike, so I, i'm on a team at work of two people myself and drew whose last name is also bowser nice and in fact the uh he has on hanging on the wall of his queue but picture of bowser <laughs> Yeah. It was funny. Did you see did you see a little Easter egg that was in the the intro image for Bowser? Yes. So uh, amusingly people noticed that you know, they they showed a picture of him uh, of you know him the guy who's going to take over mm-hmm. and Doug I think his name is. Yeah, on on the shelf behind him on a bookcase there's just you know some you know your normal what you would expect to be back there like Nintendo little, paraphernalia. Yeah, Nintendo knickknacks from various things. Uh, but what people noticed is that uh Mario and Luigi were tied up together with a Nintendo. I think it was a Super controller. Was it a Nintendo 64? I think, I think it was an N60. It was a claw controller, I think. Yeah. But yeah, they were tied up with the cord <laughs> of the claw controller. People like went, wait, WTF? <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Oh, uh, so um, Reggie has been at Nintendo since 2003. Okay. So just a hair under 20 years. Yeah, it's clo- closing in. So 15 ish? Uh, a little 16, over 15. I think. Yeah, 16. At this point, but yeah, yeah, the like hats off to Reggie. That dude has been a workhorse for Nintendo for so long. Yeah, and he and he did has done some really great stuff with the company, and just been like him and Miyamoto together have just been a, kicking a, ass for the yeah. last fifteen years. So hats off to the man. He he deserves a rest. <laughs> Absolutely, he's fifty-seven years old. Only good for yeah. him. I, you, he's you know, pretty young it, for retirement, man. He's you know he's gonna feel the itch and head up some company at some point. Probably, like, yeah. Someone will pick him up because when you have a CEO that is that experienced and has had done that, that much good progress, that passionate, yeah. Like some, he was clearly passionate about Nintendo. Yeah, someone is going to pick him up. It, it it it's probably not going to be like a major game company, but you know, Tesla be, Tesla needs a startup new CEO honestly. Soon. <laughs> it might be a new startup honestly. Yeah. But but he's he's an incredibly passionate, driven individual. He wouldn't have been head of Nintendo of America if he wasn't. Yeah, so he's going to be back in the game. He'll be back once once he figures like uh, you know what, I'm bored. Yeah, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably say within the next maybe two to three years, you'll probably see him. Back it depends on how young his kids are. Like if he yeah. wants to set them up in, into college and everything. Once they go to college, he's probably like, yeah, I'm going to go back to work. Yeah, but there's also just the you know he's been doing he's been at the grind non-stop for how many years 15 years Since, now at as long as i've been alive and, yeah and he's been he's been doing things for 36 years yeah and at, after a year off he's probably going to be like all right i'm bored yep you know this is great i love getting to spend more time with my kids but mm-hmm. 
uh, I'm ready to go back to work. So I loved everything I, about this retirement, but I'm not retired anymore. Yeah, guy, guys like that. I mean, like, look at Bill Gates. Look at yep. all of the stuff Gates has done since he retired as CEO from Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he he's he's not working for Microsoft anymore, but he he's still. I mean, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and working with you know everything education and all kinds of other craziness quite literally everything <laughs> yeah but you know <laughs> congr congrats reggie thank you for everything really appreciate the switch buddy good job and, and we look forward to uh seeing what you do next yes even if it's just you know even if it's just being retired in a family man damn right that's awesome too all right next one i'm Super excited about this because uh, for a long while, I had silly dreams of becoming an Overwatch pro. Overwatch League Season 2 is live, and it has eight new teams. So they originally started, I believe, with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They started with 12 teams. They added eight new teams. They're now at 20. Um, and I apologize if I butchered this. I don't speak Chinese very well, so I might butcher the pronunciations of these uh, because a lot of them are from China. Like there's yeah. the Atlanta Rain, there's the Chengdu Hunters, uh, the Gangshu Charge, uh, the Hangshu Spark, um, the Paris Eternal, and the Toronto Defiant, the Vancouver Titans, and the Washington Justice. Uh, those are the eight new teams that have come up in Overwatch League. And is, the. Sorry, go ahead. Is Washington DC or state? DC. Because it's, I mean, just looking at this logo, I'm pretty sure it's DC, and it also says DC down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's very much a DC logo. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I was just curious because you no, know, it's totally fair, of, absolutely fair question. Yeah, a lot of states like you, you just have to differentiate because sometimes it means you know a team in Seattle, and sometimes it means sure. Like, team in maryland but they also every if you noticed every single team was a city not a state true so they just followed up with that um but also this one kind of made daniel laugh quite a bit because yes. <laughs> during the first first day of overwatch league philadelphia fusion was playing i don't remember who they were playing last week it doesn't matter it really doesn't <laughs> but they went two and oh after an appearance by the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty. Yeah. Like he was he was dressed up to the nines in a Philadelphia Fusion um, jersey, came down with the team flailing the flag for the fusion, going wild because that's what Gritty does. The yes. freaking crazy thing. And they went two and oh. Like it was decisive wins too. Gritty is a national treasure. <laughs> he's a, he's uh He's a thing, all right. <laughs> so gritty is like the epitome of Philadelphia sports, which is why it's so great. Um, because he ridiculous. They, so they spent two years designing him, which is hilarious. Like just the concept of like, they spent, spent two years on that. Oh, it gets better. So they released the first promo picture, <laughs> and everyone in Philadelphia in the state of Pennsylvania is just like, What? What the hell is this thing? Why? No, no. Why did you give us this nightmare fuel? It and, wasn't just and, the state. No, no. Well, it started with just the state, and and then they were like, "How did you guys spend two years working on this, and this made it out of like committee? Like, how did this? How did this happen?" 
Then the rest of the world went, okay. What? What's what? What the hell is this, Philly? Why is this ugly thing? What the hell is this? Why am I going to have nightmares for the rest of my life? And then Philadelphia went, shut the hell up. You leave Gritty alone. He's a national yes. treasure. Yes. <laughs> He's the most amazing thing to happen in the past 10 years of sports. Leave him alone. <laughs> and the worst part is they said the same thing five minutes before. They were just like, fuck off. It's mine. Yes. But that's that's what happens in Philadelphia. Like they're they're just like, this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. And then someone else goes, Man, Philadelphia is being stupid. And they're like, shut the hell up. You don't understand what's going on. I tell you, it's the same thing in Buffalo and it's the same thing in Cleveland. I promise. Oh, I know, but but Philadelphia like you know throws batteries at people and boos Santa. So it's like <laughs> I mean, we throw dildos at people in Buffalo. True, true. They say Tom Brady's dildo on it. Even better. Even better. But <laughs> like it's happened in four separate games for crying out. And it should happen in every game. Um moving along. But the funnier part of like what, what gets funny with Gritty is that he's basically like become this giant walking meme, which is absolute he has. solid gold. And he has props to own, whoever's in the costume. He has he's his done. own verified Twitter channel. Yes. Like honestly, and, and they post all kinds of ridiculous stuff to it. Uh, there's a great picture from a couple of weeks ago where he was on uh, the Colbert show, like the late mm -hmm. show with Col Stephen Colbert or whatever mm -hmm. the hell it's called now with Patrick Stewart. So there's this picture <laughs> of Gritty in the middle, Patrick Stewart on one side, like holding his head, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. It's Stephen Colbert on the other side, like, oh my God, I'm standing next to Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> I... It is like one of the most amazing pictures ever. And honestly, absolute props to whomever's in that costume because they've just knocked it out of the freaking park. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's been the incredible. Funny, the funniest part that you can't tell from any of the promo pictures is that he has giant googly eyes. So as like he runs around, the eyes like wobble all over they wobble, the place. Yeah. And it looks absolutely incredible. hilarious. Um, there's also like a really great thing of the person who's inside of him can skate. Like really, yep. really. Well. Oh yeah, yeah. After watching some of the uh, the Flyers games, dude's incredible. Yeah. So one of the things that a lot of hockey teams do, because it's just a thing that hockey teams do, where they they do weird things where they get fans in the crowd and they race laps around the rink to win mm -hmm. prizes. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's it's like the half court shot at basketball games that essentially, people yeah, will do, and you know, college football games they'll throw stuff for to try and win textbooks and all kinds of other crazy crap yeah. um but they so they did a one at winter uh where they had people dressed up in sant these giant santa suits to make skating even more awkward and they're so they're doing laps around the the rink racing and gritty is dressed up in the santa costume on top of his gritty costume yes. and he skates around and he just knocks down all of the people racing and just like shoves them over and like <laughs> And he's out racing all of these people. And it's like one of the funniest things ever. So he basically just comes out of nowhere and wins the race for no reason other than because can. Philly. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. And it's so funny. And it, it, I think he showed up at a Canadian hockey game that the flyers weren't even playing at. Like, I mean, he's done all kinds. They, they do all kinds of just ridiculous stuff with him, which is fantastic. And they should do. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm totally linking his Twitter account in the show notes. So sure, why not? You should follow him because it's hysterical. Okay.
there's two bits, two more bits of news. Do you want to do your personal news first or, and finish it off with the other news? We'll do the WTF news first. Okay. Go for it. Speaking of Overwatch League and wondering how it's going to be impacted by this, Mm -hmm. we got some, we got to talk about Activision Blizzard and there's, there's WTF. There's actually been a lot more layoffs to the, um, Esports division. In fact, the, the bulk oh, of know. that was the esports division. Yes. And customer service. Those yeah. were the two hardest hit departments by this. So as as we've just kind of mentioned, Activision Blizzard laid off 800 people within the past couple of weeks yeah. uh, after reporting record profits for 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are restructuring to further make more profits and streamline things and the board members of activision blizzard all got ridiculous bonuses like in the tune of like 15 million dollars each or something along those lines yeah something around that and like we said uh the customer service departments like i think there was one in ireland that is basically almost non-existent now it was cork yeah, because basically what they had been doing, and so the writing has been on the wall for a little while for the people at Activision Blizzard, because they had basically yeah. like a volunteer downsizing program where you could opt into taking a severance package and leaving the company. Mm-hmm. Or if not enough people do this, they fire people at random, basically. At it was a months. pretty generous package from what I've read. Yeah. Um. My understanding is the downsizing program is still in effect and like they are literally at this point like allowing people to leave if they want to and if not enough people leave they're going to be another round of cuts in the near future which is absolutely crazy. The worst part is is that this isn't unprecedented. Back in 2012 uh, Blizzard cut 600 employees. Uh, The dev teams in this was before I mean, Blizzard was pretty well blown up at that point, but at the same time, not nearly as huge. This is pre-Activision merger. Yeah. So, uh, Well, and one of them you mentioned that uh, in our notes that they cut a whole bunch of people when WoW originally released, but that's not abnormal. Like, It's not. a, A lot of studios... They hire on a bunch of people. They finish to to push to finish their big game, and then when yeah. it releases, they cut back to the number of people they need to maintain the game and yeah. start working on the next one. So, like that's a normal cycle in the system. But eight hundred people, to put it in perspective, like the teams that make AAA games like uh, Assassin's Creed, it's. A couple hundred, hundred to two hundred, some people like yeah. each in the neighborhood of closer towards two hundred on that scale. So yeah. four triple A studios worth of people got fired last week. Yeah, yeah, and it it's not just the esports people and customer service people that got let go. Uh, designer no. like artists got got let go. Like. It, it's crazy. designers, developers, pretty much yeah. every hit team was hit. It's just that those two were the hardest hit. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's scary that like now, now we know that they're outsourcing a lot of their work to mobile development companies and gee, what a surprise. Yeah. It's, it's, do you guys not have phones? <laughs> 
so it's it sucks because so many people love blizzard and i'm starting to love them less yeah and a lot of people are just blaming activision like it's not like it's totally the corporate culture of we need to maximize profits and cut you know instead of having 800 people that love working for blizzard and love blizzard and will bend over backwards for blizzard we're gonna run on as much of a skeleton crew as we can to maximize profit yeah and to make it worse they have zero releases on slate for 2019 i know know. the only major game they have on slate to release in 2019 is the next call of duty Mm -hmm. blops four no blops four is what's no blops what's whatever the next one is going to be it's probably not going to be black ops because they know it's probably going to be another x warfare yeah who knows who knows yeah i'm speaking of call of duty and activision wts yeah activision has been doing some really shady stuff with black ops 4 which we talked a little bit about (laughs) wait activision really yeah they're doing shady things you're kidding so when the game launched it launched as a 60 dollar full price title which is you know not surprising (laughs) it's a call of duty game uh it did not have a single player campaign so Mm -hmm. multiplayer only Mm -hmm. and it launched with a battle royale which we will discuss in a little bit yep um and people love the battle royale like it is a really well-made well-polished battle royale game there are people who bought this black ops game for the battle royale like they don't care about the other thing like the battle royale was so good that they they bought the game for the battle royale don't get me wrong it was good yeah. Like I, I, having watched some of the major streamers play it, it looked very polished, looked very tight. Yeah, not something I'd want to play, but but it looked good. Yeah, like if you like the Call of Duty multiplayer mechanics, mechanics like the that gunplay, the you know the physics and stuff like that, like this was perfect, and so many people do. Like they enjoy that game, and they some of them hadn't played it for years. Like you know they've been skipping titles, but it's like oh hey, mm-hmm. I'll check out this battle royale while it's a free demo week, and like fell in love with it yeah and then and it, it, they it have their, great. they have their season pass which is 50 dollars. so not like so it went from 25 dollars. actually i think the, one of the first ones they had was either 15 or 20 dollars, and now it's 50 so it's been it's been creeping up which it, it's whatever it's sure it's that, it's that or you buy all the maps separately in like five to ten dollar chunks when they release them but if you've played Call of Duty, you know you have to have the season pass because if you're missing maps that your friends have, you basically can't play with your friends. Mm-hmm. You you can, but they have to pare down their map selection to the selection that you have. Correct. But they're not going like you. You just buy the maps, like you just do. Like that's the way you'll just end up getting press ganged into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like peer pressure. So effectively, it's a hundred and ten dollar game. Mm-hmm. Since launch, they introduced a microtransaction store, but they waited. It did not come out at launch. Wait, no, Activision? Really? That's surprising. So a few weeks after launch, basically, after all the reviews came out, after all the people bought the game at launch, suddenly there's a microtransaction store where you can... Admittedly, you could buy the cosmetic 
items that you want. Like it's just a, oh, I, I want this skin for that gun. I will buy that skin. I want the this reticle. I'll buy this reticle, which is really ridiculously silly. Then eventually they have added more and more things to the point that now that they have, they just announced a thing that's amusingly called, I think, bank heist or like the heist. <laughs> the grand heist, maybe, I think is what it's called. So payday? Basically. No, uh, it's the inclusion of a new black market vendor who sells loot boxes. <laughs> So now a $110 game has four different free-to-play microtransaction models. <laughs> it's amazing. And had zero at launch. All it had was a season pass at launch. Now it has four. <laughs> I'm going to drink this bottle before the rest of the evening. You know that, right? Yes. Four free-to-play monetization models for a $110 game. That's depressing. And, and people are mad. Like, well, understandably. Understandably so. Because it's one of those, like, there are people who would not have bought the game if these microtransactions had been in the game when it released. Yeah. As crazy as that is. So depressing as that is. Exactly. Exactly. But all right. You have some personal news. Yes, I have some personal news. And my personal news is weird because I'm no, 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 so weird. That's weird. This is that's not weird. It's good. I think it's. Weird. I like this. So, so yeah, um, we talk a lot about game design on here, and we we've talked a lot about how we both kind of dabbled in programming and making games mm -hmm. and stuff like that from time to time. Um, Edwin said, "Dabble, I do it professionally." You make games professionally? No, but I program. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough, sir. So. My goal is to also do this professionally, but I want to actually start making games. So that is what I'm going to be doing. So instead of playing games on Twitch and some of the other stuff I'm doing, I'm going to be making games on Twitch and talking about making games. And kind of my goal is to show like the whole messy <laughs> process of how do you actually start an indie game company when you are working full-time which you know working full-time my full-time job is you know having twins that i have to watch all day and take care of all day which you know mm -hmm. is, is definitely a full-time job but but the idea is that like i think a lot of people also share the same aspirations like i would love to make games but I just don't have the time. And it's like, okay, cool. I get a couple hours a day that I can devote to doing this. What can I do in a couple hours a day? And I have some ideas of things I'm going to do uh, like on YouTube with uh, like reviewing game dev books because uh, there's a whole bunch that I want to read. And I, as I read them, I can do like kind of subject-based videos based on topics in those books. And then at the end, I can review the book or whatever. Um, but the idea is like on Twitch, especially I'm going to be, you know, going through designing things, looking at games that I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm making a platformer or if I'm making like a legend of Zelda style game, right. Mm -hmm. To go through like a link to the past and other legend of Zelda games and look at like, okay, how did they 
do their monsters? Like, how do they design their dungeons? Like, how do right. they map things out? How do they connect these things? And like, kind of really dig into the nuts and bolts and like, here's how a Koopa AI works and here's what it does. And then, then turn around and go, okay, cool. Can I replicate how a Koopa's AI works in a platformer game engine and like make mm -hmm. a platformer and try to replicate, you know, the Mario brothers monsters and how they work if I can like, and, th and the idea is that I'm going to be learning the whole time. And also, sure. you know, hopefully other people will find that interesting and also motivate people to kind of do some of the same stuff too and show that like you don't need a ton of money you don't need a ton of free time you just you know have to be willing to do put it. in the work yeah you have to shut up and actually do it which you know yeah. i've been talking about it for way longer than i want to ever admit and i uh, went to school for it for crying out loud <laughs> uh i almost did. never did use that degree did i yeah but rip yeah but that's the idea it's like that's the stuff i'm going to be doing on on twitch from now on and stuff that i'm going to be doing on youtube so i haven't actually spun off the youtube channel that i'm going to be putting that stuff on but if you have any interest in it at all please do follow me on twitch and come come hang out and talk game design and we'll take a look at some things and do some craziness and derp a lot and probably screw up a lot but that's half the fun is, you know, i derp a lot from, anyway yeah learning from the stuff you you do when you screw up and because everything is a learning experience whether you are successful or not and yeah be successful eventually but it's kind of weird because i have basically four or five years that before the twins are off at school and so like that's the goal is to get it to a point where at that time where they're like they're going off to be gone for half a day at you know pre-k i can, I can actually do work yeah i can go yeah now i got like five hours of <laughs> coding i can do <laughs> and i could put in almost a full day of work every day and yep. yeah, that's that's the goal is to turn this into a full-time gig but i know that's really far down the road which is why mm -hmm. i should start now because yeah there's there's an adage in youtube uh and and a lot of other genres but i always hear it a lot on youtube which is like when is the best time to start a youtube channel five years ago yeah pretty much when is the second best time to start a youtube channel right now so <laughs> yep that's that's what i'm i'm going for is diversifying what i do but kind of that is the goal and build a bunch of content around that including twitch and youtube videos so mm -hmm. yay so that's my weird crazy announcement so that's my news so hopefully I, hopefully we, we heard about my news <laughs> yeah <laughs> your house <laughs> oh no no house <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway let's uh shall we shall we get to the topic yeah absolutely so let's get some chicken dinner i'm hungry me too let's talk about battle royale games or as they're known in china chicken eating games yes which i think is hilarious and i think is baffling but still funny yep so if you are not somehow familiar with battle royale games it's a 
genre of a pvp game that's mostly inspired by the book slash manga slash anime that is battle royale mm -hmm. uh and it's a basically a last man standing deathmatch game that blends in elements of survival games exploration games and scavenging kind of mechanics loot simulator 2019 yeah kind of um so a lot of them basically start with people having almost no gear on them uh dropping onto random empty ghost town island and they run around picking stuff up and randomly finding randomly distributed loot and eventually the playing area of the map gets smaller and smaller at random like it just picks a you know concentric circle and they close in and close in and close in until there's almost no space left uh, and if you are outside the little safe zone ring you start taking damage until you eventually die mm -hmm. and the last person or team left alive wins yay and the chicken dinner thing comes from PUBG, PUBG. because they have a thing at when you win, it just says winner, winner, chicken dinner. Because it's just, honestly, it's just clever and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it There's some more nuances to yeah. various different games. There's the parachute mechanic that was, uh, was that started in H1Z1? Uh, I don't know. I Because I never played the first one so there were some games originally built uh kind of that so there's a movie called movie slash book series called the hunger games which is based on battle royale yes um and there were there was a minecraft mod called hunger games which was based on hunger games and it's you know a last man standing deathmatch game mode i'm astonished they never made one huh I'm astonished they never made one of these out of that. Yeah. There there probably is one now, but uh the first known battle royale was a mod for Arma 2 called Battle Royale, which was very weird because it was a mod for an Arma 2 mod that's called Daisy, mm -hmm. which is a crazy survival game anyway. And uh a a modder known as Brendan Player Unknown Green <laughs> yeah. made the mod called Battle Royale in 2013. And uh eventually when Bohemia Interactive decided to take the solo developer of the DayZ mod that worked for them, because he just kind of did it he was bored one day and was like, can I make a zombie survival game out of Arma 2? And the answer was, oh my God, this is popular. So let's make a standalone game for it. So he started making a standalone DayZ game using the Arma 3 engine. Green rebuilt Battle Royale mod for Arma 3 so it could be supported by the new standalone DayZ game. Mm -hmm. Um, but I never played the battle royale game, but apparently it still has a pretty big following. So, but Daisy, I'd be willing to try it. Daisy has a pretty big following, so it's not yeah. surprising. Not really. Did that ever release? By the way, like yeah. a full release? Mm -hmm. Oh, it did. Yeah, it, it's it still was, shit. 
it was one of the first games to ever be in the early access program for steam and mm -hmm. it, i think it took five years for it to finally get out of early access but it's it, still it, shit the standalone i don't know I've, yeah. I've never played the standalone i've only played the mod and it's and it's Pretty armor too it's, it's well it's and that's because of the controls of Arma 2. Like Arma 2 is a very hardcore, hardcore tactical simulator. And like they made a zombie survival game out of it. So <laughs> there's like Soviet Wombat. Yeah, if you have not played an Arma game, like you will be just absolutely lost. And just like even the basics, like absolute basics of inventory yeah, management yeah. are horrible if you don't oh, know they're what bad. You're doing. Yeah. But it's because it's built on a game that's built on a game that's built on a game that's built on Operation Flashpoint. Soviet Wombo is the only thing you can think of. I have no idea what that is. Oh, man. Um, I got something to introduce you to later. Moving along. <laughs> All right. So the next evolution of the Battle Royale genre was H1Z1 and their King PvP the mode, King of the Kill. Because it was two different modes. I think there was a PvE mm -hmm. and a PvP. And yep. then they split in H H1C1, the original one, was essentially DayZ. Yeah. It's called Just Survive. Is yeah. what it spun off into in 2016. And the PvP half, the Battle Royale half, split into King of the Kill, which still exists and is still an esports game. And there are people that still swear that it is better than PUBG because it is crazier and more vehicle based. Like there's lots more crazy stuff happens in the game and it's much less realism based. I guess it depends on what you want out of a game. I mean, if that is your opinion, I don't share it, Yeah, but you're welcome to it. But yeah. So Daybreak Games hired on Brendan Green as a consultant to build their battle royale game which is kind of funny so the first two battle royale games are made basically made by brendan green yeah that doesn't surprise me <laughs> leads us into the third battle Gee. royale game that is also made by brendan green <laughs> yeah so back in march of 2017 uh brendan green teamed up with the uh, korean mmo developer blue hole uh, to make a standalone battle royale game in the Unreal Engine, and it absolutely exploded. If you haven't heard of PUBG, um, I, where have you been for the? Yeah, I'm years? not sure what rock you're living <laughs> under, but please lift it. Uh, <laughs> it was the number one game on Twitch for a really long time. Like, yeah. unseated Dota and League of Legends as the number one game on Twitch for a while, which is yep insane. Yeah, they um had basically was just a huge it was just huge that's really all i can say it just by september 2017 yeah like you said it broke the record for most concurrent players on steam with more than 1.34 i believe million yeah. is that what you said yeah it's crazy it was almost 1.35 million people which was more people than were concurrently playing csgo and dota 2 which were the two biggest games on steam yeah forever like it was the first non-valve game to be the most concurrently played game on steam which tells you how big the game was like yeah it's nuts there's still tons of people playing it 
yeah, I still play it occasionally if I can get somebody to actually play with me. <laughs> uh, to pile on to that success, uh, Epic decided, hey, let's do this thing too. They originally released Fortnite as a... They, they originally had released it as a... Well, they had built it as a single player uh, and up to four people multiplayer uh, story game, which uh, was... I can't remember what it was. Eye of the Storm or something like that. Where essentially it was a building game where you try you actually had a storyline. It was a campaign based game. They completely abandoned that once they when they had the battle royale uh, version released for free, and it blew up into such an amazing amount of success. Um, apparently, they'd been uh, working with Brendan Green and Bluehole on improvements for the Unreal Engine, which prompted Bluehole to immediately sue Epic over concerns that it would bias Epic providing them with technical support for their engine since they have competing games and concerns that Fortnite would yeah. add features to Bluehole that Bluehole had planned for PUBG into Fortnite before Bluehole could resolve their technical issues. Yeah, Because there there's been a lot of technical issues about yeah, ba PUBG. Basically, their biggest fear was that they would go, hey, Epic, we're having an issue with Unreal Engine here's what we're trying to do and here's how it's breaking and epic would go okay cool well here's how we think you can fix it and like they would work with blue hole to fix it mm -hmm. and while it would that feature was still on the test servers being worked on epic would crank it out and throw it into fortnite yeah, that was their big fear. <laughs> but eventually in June of last year, they dropped the lawsuit for it. Yeah, but it was a big deal for a while because people were like, how how are you suing them for copyright infringement? Like, how is this yeah. even possible? Yeah. And the reality is the the probably the possibility was the fact that like literally every Battle Royale game prior to Fortnite was made by Brendan Green. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so in theory, he... he probably did actually have a copyright claim on some yeah. level for it but copyright claims don't really protect you protect mechanics yeah unfortunately that's a patent issue now up until now none of the other um really none of the other battle royales were free to play you, there was a cost incurred like you had to purchase uh arma 3 in order to play battle Royale, or arma 2 in order to play battle royale uh, i think it was what was about it was a battle royale yeah Okay. Uh, and you also had to purchase uh, H1Z1 in order to play King of the Kill. Or you had to outright purchase PUBG. <laughs> Fortnite released completely free. As, as mentioned before, it was just like, you can... Here you go. Go nuts. Have fun. Good luck, guys. And it it took the entire game... It took the entire internet by storm for a while. It was... on. Still is. It launched the career of Ninja. <laughs> really? He well, wasn't that huge a streamer beforehand, and then all of a he, sudden he exploded. Yeah, he blew up. Well, yeah. H1Z1 is now free to play, which is kind of funny. And so, and there's also a free to play version of PUBG. Yeah, a, a stripped think, down version of it. Yeah, I don't think the free to play version of PUBG has actually been released yet. Like it was, it's been um, it's still being tested. I think. I think it's. I don't know if it's fully released, but I know that it's uh, available to play. It. I think it was being tested in thailand i don't know but yeah Fortnite I mean, next is, month next month yeah fortnite is the number three uh game being streamed on twitch right now and that's because overwatch league is live yeah <laughs> otherwise it would be number two yeah because number one is apex legends right now which we will talk about in a couple minutes yeah so the 
big thing that Fortnite brought to the table, not just was the fact that it was free, but it also brought a an additional mechanic that the other games didn't have. Fortnite got rid of the vehicles and put crafting mechanics into it. You're able to build up a, a really a fortress around you. And uh, a, a friend of mine met, I saw on a, on a tweet saying, hey, could someone explain to me the difference between Apex and why it's better than like Fortnite or PUBG? And the guy replied, well, when you shoot a person, they don't turn into an eight-story building. Yeah. <laughs> there are lots of crazy highlights of Fortnite of like people just basically you build a ramp to use as cover and you can like walk up to the top of the ramp and shoot over the top of it and then you know back up and hide behind it and there are people that like i mean they just build these giant towers of ramps up into the sky as part of a tactic but one of the other things that makes that an interesting mechanic is that there are also traps that you can build mm-hmm. so one you can build your own cover and two you can build your own traps to kill people mm-hmm. and like it's almost like uh, an old Battlefield and Call of Duty games where if you killed someone with the knife, you would get their dog tags as like kind of a bounty as like a ha ha ha. I, a badge I, of honor you, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I knifed you to death. Now you're you know humiliated and I have your dog tags. Like mm-hmm. killing people with traps in Fortnite was that same kind of prestige. Like it was a, a funny thing to do and, and it was how a meme. creative you could get with it got really nuts which is kind of cool it was a meme in and of itself really but beyond that they also recently fairly recently i think within the last year released uh call of duty black ops 4 um which called you blackout yeah Yeah, which is essentially the battle royale mode that popped up alongside their zombies and all pvp modes then i actually counter-strike yes um so to talk about Call of Duty for a second, <laughs> we'll get to the, your weird counter strikeness. Um, what? The Call of Duty, I think, changed the mechanics a little bit, and I I can't remember if it's them. Like, there's there's a couple of games we're not going to talk about. Like uh, one of them's like the Isle of something. I don't I don't remember what the hell it's called. There's a couple oh. of weird like battle royale games that have a decent following and art people are really really enjoying, but the, like. I don't know. They're not huge breakouts. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Let's be uh, honest here. But I think blackout, like up to four people can win. There's like a helicopter, like a drop zone at the end that you can get to. And I think up to four people can get on the helicopter. Um, but I'm not sure. Like I, I haven't played blackout, but that's my I understanding of blackout. Yeah. Uh, could totally be wrong. So if it's wrong, uh, I'm sorry. And you can sorry, totally yell I at guess. me. <laughs> yeah. I guess but, I'm sorry. <laughs> but apparently someone from CSGO is a fan of uh Battle Royale games. Well, one, a fan of Battle Royale games and a fan of Sterling Archer from the show. Oh, dear. Because the CSGO released a Battle Royale. Well, one, they went free to play and on the same day announced they were releasing a Battle Royale mod for CSGO. So mm-hmm. it uses CSGO's mechanics, but it's a Battle Royale game. Mm-hmm. And it is called Danger Zone. Nice. Nice. Yes. So if you are not a fan of Archer, you should be. And uh, then you will understand what the Danger Zone is all about. Or you think... be a fan of Top Gun because Archer is a fan of Top Gun. And that's where that joke yeah. comes from. So I think my favorite part about this is um, I think this game just came out of freaking nowhere. 
It just like there was no fanfare, there was no advertisements, nothing, no press, nothing, and all of a sudden, hey, here's Apex Legends, free to play yeah. game. Here you go, have fun, so, be awesome, be a legend. EA basically turned around and punched the entire industry in the dick. To be you know blunt, <laughs> uh, honestly, props to one, props to EA for allowing respawn complete creative control. Yes. Like they, they didn't touch anything about it. Yes. So the the bad part about this game is that it people think that this might be the fact like Titanfall 3 may never exist now because it got diverted into this battle royale game. That's is that really Apex a bad Legends. thing? Like Titanfall with game, Titanfall games weren't bad. This like, was just that much better. Everyone that I have ever heard that has played Titanfall 2 said it's one of the best games they have ever played. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it came out sandwiched between Battlefield 1 and whatever Call of Duty's game of the year was. <laughs> and like there was a third first person shooter that like three. Didn't that happen three, with Titanfall 1 too? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so they picked this terrible game terrible time of the year to release where they just get sandwiched in between these huge games that like every battlefield player in the world is going to buy the battlefield game before they buy titanfall 2 every call of duty player in the world is going to buy call of duty before they buy titanfall like it's just it's not going to happen like if they had waited a month yeah or two months like we we'd probably be seeing lots more people playing Titanfall. In fact, Apex Legends has done so well. Titanfall 2 has seen an uptick in sales lately. Like Interesting. its player count has gone up because people played this and went, "Huh, maybe I should check out Titanfall 2." And yeah. I mean, honestly, after realizing that one completely free to play. Yeah. Don't have to spend a cent if you don't want to. There, there are loot boxes. You can purchase any of the like. There's two characters that are locked behind a pay, behind a a paywall, and I say paywall when yeah. you have to grind, grind up to get yeah. it. It's yeah, a grind it's a grind wall wall. slash paywall. Um, yeah, they you know do the standard free to play thing of like there's a, a grinding currency that you get by just playing games and leveling yeah. up. Yeah, and there's you know a, you can buy a, apex coins. Yeah, monetization currency that you buy and. What I like about this so far is that it seems to be a perfect marriage between Overwatch and PUBG. Yeah, and and I made a kind of a joking comment the other day to you and Drew of like I I wonder how long it's going to be before Overwatch throws out a battle royale mode just based on this game because this game feels like hey this is an Overwatch hero style shooter that just mm -hmm. got thrown into a battle royale mode and this is where I think the forced teams of three makes sense to bring back our earlier discussion is the fact that each player on the team has one has to pick a hero and two, they can't overlap. So yeah. you have to have a team and there are tanks. There are, you know, there, there's, there's tanks, there's supports, there's uh assault there's, and one tracker. Yeah. there And there's a healer there. There's lifeline support, yeah, support. but if you're solo, you're screwed. Like if if you were just yeah. playing, if you were just queuing solo, 
there are going to be like three or four characters that like there's no reason to play them at all if you're playing solo like just yeah because they're gonna get outclassed. yeah they're gonna get outclassed by other characters um, the perfect solo here is probably bloodhound yeah but like but that's the thing is that like it sucks that you're forced into teams of three but it makes sense because if you're if you're doing a hero shooter it's totally not going to be balanced yeah. for, for one-on-one fights like i was saying i i don't like it but i get it uh the other interesting mechanic that they've added to the game is this is the first one that i know of that has respawning <laughs> um yeah so, i can't think of any other one so like like PUBG and a lot of the other ones if you get if you're on a team and you get taken down to zero hit points basically you get knocked to the ground and yep. you can crawl around and your teammates can come up and revive you like can basically you know pick you up in this one they you know do the cliche jab you in the heart with a, a needle full of adrenaline or whatever um but yeah when you're but, somehow spontaneously healed but yeah whatever <laughs> in in this game if you die completely so like if you're if you're crawling around and someone walks up and shoots you a couple of times you you like completely die yeah or get um, punched or they have a finisher animation yeah, they have finisher animations in this that are hilarious that yeah, they are. I, I had a lot of fun with the other night when we were playing um but what makes this different is if you die, die, you drop a banner and your yep. teams pick up the banner and yeah, there yeah. are respawn locations scattered throughout the map yeah. and they can basically take your banner to a respawner and bring their whole team back to life, mm -hmm. which the is caveat there very, very different than any other. Oh, absolutely. Game. It's kind of crazy. There's a couple of caveats to it. One, when you die, you drop a loot box with all of the stuff that you had when you on you when you died. You don't get that back unless you have to unless you go back to your body. Yeah. So the only thing that happens is that your your partner picks up your banner. Your one of your partners picks up your banner. They go. They go. They respawn you, and you've got to basically completely grab your gear again from the ground up, which sucks. But at the same time, it's better than being eliminated. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Battlefield Five failed miserably. It's yeah, it, so, it just yeah, did. The downside of Apex Legends being such an like an amazing idea and like coming completely out of nowhere is that dice is screwed. Mm -hmm. Like they are completely just hosed right now because absolutely. When Battlefield Five came out, they they announced a battle royale mode called mm -hmm. Fire storm or something like that i can't remember uh, yeah it's, it doesn't matter yeah it, it doesn't matter at this point so they sold battlefield 5 at full price without their battle royale mode the battle royale mode at the time of this recording still doesn't exist nope sure doesn't um, it's still being worked on it's supposed to come out soon in quotes um i don't think anyone is going to care there's no. going to be the the people who are still hardcore playing Battlefield 5 will play it. And I'm sure there'll people that'll that'll you know pick it back up and tune in to check it out to see mm -hmm. you know what it is, but like they they basically shot themselves EA shot themselves in the foot by mm -hmm. releasing this game 
as a surprise out of nowhere. Yeah, they absolutely did. They but, they screwed themselves, and you know what? I'm okay with that. They're still making a ton of money from this, as well as the fact that it's such a huge fun game, and that's the key word there: fun. Yeah, it's really fucking fun. It's just it's it's a very tight mechanic shooter that has guns that seem to that seem like they could exist in real life. It's just a fun game. Like you you go you and it's short too. You don't get that same a feeling of dread and that yeah. long period between like we were talking about this when we were yeah. first playing. Yeah, like that long period of dread between bouts of frenetic activity in PUBG. You just yeah. If if you get into a fight, you either win or lose, and that's it. Move on. And those fights are short, or and you move on. There's only 20 teams. It's yeah. really, really short games. One of the things that yeah we talked about the other day that I really love about PUBG and still love about PUBG is when you're playing one on one. Like the longer it is since the, like the last time you've you've run into someone, and the less and less people, and the smaller and smaller the ring gets, like you start like literally getting almost anxiety attacks. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it, it gets creepy. Every you're you're waiting noise, for it. Every waiting little shooter job. Yeah. yeah. You just, you're waiting to have shots fired at you. Like it's crazy. Like it's, it's super intense. And that's what I loved about PUBG and still love mm-hmm. about PUBG. Yeah, absolutely. Apex legends does not invoke. No, no in the slightest. Like yeah. it, it is a fun run and gun battle royale game but like it's it's different and that's that's perfectly fine like games games can be different it's you know innovating on a on a thing is just kind of nuts and and it's very like a very very good thing in this in the industry in general but it's uh kind of funny yeah you want to you want to hear something kind of amusing that also you know, lends more credence to the battlefield is just screwed by this. Shoot. So Apex Legends released out of nowhere on the 4th of February. Mm-hmm. By the 9th of February, so less than a week, mm-hmm. they had 10 million players registered to the game. That doesn't yep. necessarily mean they're actively playing, but 10 million people had registered and downloaded the game. Mm-hmm. That's more people than played Battlefield 5. What about the... In less than a week. In the full week, 25 million people. Yeah. But in... But yeah, in the first five days, they passed the number of players that yeah. Battlefield 5 had. Ever. It's insane. Ever, yeah. Because Battlefield 5 was the same derivative crap that it's been spewed out since Battlefield... The original Battlefield, really. Except for the fact that it doesn't have a fucking story mode. I'm still mad about that, by the way. Yeah. So this is as of the 9th. Respawn's CEO, Vince Zampella, reveals that more than 10 million players have played Apex Legends in the last 72 hours. And the concurrent player total hit the 1 million mark. And that's in, you know... Concurrent players within the first five days of the game being out, which is it's it's nuts. It is like good for respawn. Like absolutely. And and if you're actually so little 
amusing history lesson. If you are unfamiliar with Respawn, Respawn is the two guys that founded Infinity Ward, the people who made Call of Duty, like the original Call of Duty games. Like they left Not the good ones. Yeah, they left Infinity Ward, and after their no compete clause ended, they founded Respawn and made Titanfall. Yep. So, like these guys know how to make a good first-person shooter that people enjoy playing so yeah it's yeah. not surprising and it, it was kind of only a matter of time it's funny to me hearing the coverage of apex legends though because i've heard a lot of people say that like this is the first free-to-play triple a battle royale game and i go see what is epic yeah <laughs> epic games is a triple a studio yeah <laughs> yes they independently published fortnite but they made gears of war they're a triple a yeah studio. yeah they're absolutely triple a studio <laughs> they made unreal like they make some great games honestly unreal like I'm, like th this is a it is a triple a first person shooter studio they just they made a lot of my childhood yeah they've made so much money off of fortnite now they are trying to compete with valve which is you know it, its own awesomely hilarious yeah thing. they they they're they put up the Gepic game store they give one game a month away for free mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome yeah they they were founded in 1991 uh in 1992 as epic mega games yeah and they made a ton of my freaking childhood yeah, they, they competed with id Software for Quake. They have one of the industry's biggest uh, game engines right now that you can download, I think, for free and make games with. Yep. Um, yeah. And apparently offering really good deals uh, for people who release through their store after building games on their end. Yeah, because uh, Steam takes 30% off the top. That's just... any 30% of sales is theirs most digital stores do apple that's does, fine Google yeah Play does steam does. like it, it is a kind of an industry standard yes but people are trying sure. to ax that and yeah. i get that i totally understand why they want more of the money to stay theirs mm -hmm. completely understandable well, so epic is allowing them to do that epic to be fair is doing it to make their platform more appealing to developers yes yes and that's fine I get that. That's great. They're still making money. So are the developers. They're making developers are making oh, yeah. more money. Yeah. It's great. It is fantastic for the developers and it will help the Epic Store grow. Yes. I mean, we'll see where they are a year from now. We'll see where they are two years from now versus Steam. It's Steam is a juggernaut. Steam is like literally the Amazon of video games. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what can start making a dent. Because yeah, I'm because their mountain is so enormous it is yeah like to, to put it in perspective ea origin has not done it ubisoft no. has not done it like the biggest wait, wait wait why would you even mention ubisoft <laughs> because they have their own store they do but it's only ubisoft games i know so it was basically ea's um, the only ones I would say would can honestly be competition to yeah. Steam would be Epic. Uh, well, originally Good Old Games was competition to Steam, yeah. then Epic, and that's really it. 
hum so humble bundles in a weird place too because it is a great store but they literally just sell, they just sell steam games yeah, <laughs> yeah. because they humble also, bundle is amazing but it's not a competitor yeah they also sell drm free copies of things because that's like kind of humble bundles thing but you, yeah. you can also just opt for steam keys which is kind of fun yeah which i i usually do because or sometimes steam keys because they sell playstation bundles occasionally which and, is strange but yeah i actually got a playstation bundle out of them and weird news very late in the show if you didn't know they sell nintendo games on the humble store now they should do which is weird but yes yeah. a bit but that's okay. I don't think we've mentioned that before, but yeah. They, no, we to, haven't. Go to humblebundle.com and in their store, they sell Nintendo games now, which is kind of funny. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they like go on sale on sale or if they stay the same price as they would be in the Nintendo eShop. That would be interesting. I will say, before we wrap up the show, there's one more game that we really need to mention that has just released fairly recently and is technically a battle royale. Yeah, so... <laughs> I love this game. I do. I love the idea of it, certainly. Yes. So this is an idea of like, how do you take a really popular idea, flip it on its head and do something interesting with it? And you get a game like Tetris 99. So if you were unfamiliar with Tetris 99, which is not surprising, you probably know what Tetris is. So... If you've ever played a multiplayer Tetris game, there's a battle mode that you can that they have in the game where a lot of times with two players, you'll have you'll be side by side and as you you clear lines, it sends junk to the other player where it'll just it'll half fill in a line and like or fill in a whole line except for one square and it just it fills up from the bottom and it just screws the other player over. Yep. So the way Tetris 99 works is that there are a hundred players at the start of the game and you have a little option in the corner where you can pick how you attack other players. So you can either attack people at random. You can attack whoever the current leader is. You mm -hmm. can attack like the highest ranked person. So like the person in the game with the most number of wins. Uh, and then I think you can attack uh, whoever is attacking you. So what will happen is as you clear lines, it'll send junk to the people that you have selected. Um, and basically, as people get eliminated, it eventually goes down to a last man standing. As people clear more stuff, it goes faster. But it like lately, people have somewhat been complaining about Tetris games because the mechanics have been getting looser and looser and it's easier to do stuff because there's mm -hmm. like you know, previews of where your block is going to drop and, you know, there's, you can, you can drop it and slide it around and all kinds of other craziness. But like, this goes back to like old school, hardcore Tetris mechanics. Right. Um, and we will link something in the show notes that is a really funny, funny review of this game uh, of a guy who's like a huge Nintendo fanboy and does lots and lots of Nintendo reviews. Uh, and his game of the year for 2018 was a Tetris game, which makes it even funnier because <laughs> he reviews Tetris 99 and he like starts going like, I mean, he starts yelling at people, but he's like, I bet your game of the year last year wasn't a Tetris game because mine was and like starts going all crazy about like hardcore Tetris mechanics and like how much he loves Tetris. And like the video is like literally called like 
the Fortnite killer, I think. <laughs> which which was it, honestly hilarious. <laughs> which makes it even funnier, but like, oh, it's such a good review and like just it's a really good showing of what the game is, and it's a yeah. lot of fun. It's very casual. And if you love Tetris, it's it's a great idea on top of Tetris. But yeah. I don't know if it's free to play. I don't actually know it's free to play. It's out on. I'm assuming it's, it's out on the Switch, but it I don't is on the Switch. It is 100 free to play. Yeah, I don't know if it's on anything else. I have zero it's idea. Not. All I've ever seen about this game is this review and a couple of articles saying that it was out. But it sounds amazing. It looks amazing, and I highly recommend watching this review on YouTube because you will laugh probably a lot because this guy's a little crazy and very fanatical about Tetris. <laughs> Tetris is a great game. I can't blame him. Yeah. So. All right. Anything else that? No. Let us know. Do Do you guys play battle royale games? Do you guys enjoy them? Like, yeah. what's your favorite battle royale game? That's another another good. That is, that is a really good one about. because we didn't even talk about the mobile game, mobile ones. Yeah, but you know we're we're just kind of you know dipping in talking about the major ones. We really wanted to talk about Apex Legends because it is an interesting game and has been doing really good and it's just kind yeah. of interesting to look at like what has led up to it doing so well because if all of these other games didn't exist this game would not be doing well and i one i would not be surprised if you see uh activision split spin blackout into its own standalone game that's free to play would not surprise me at all especially with all of its you know monetization free-to-play models that it already has built into it <laughs> so yeah would, would not be surprised um i actually joked the other day with you and drew that i would love to see uh world of warcraft do a battle royale pvp mode okay apparently paul's favorite overwatch team just won i'm assuming no no the um never the won a match the shanghai dragons just won they haven't won yet. They they didn't even didn't win at all last season. This is the first match they've ever won. That's cool. That's a good yeah. start. But yeah, if you let us know what exactly your favorite battle royales are, that'd be great. Like we didn't get a chance to talk about like PUBG Mobile that came out, which is honestly more polished than PUBG, or any of the other numerous chicken eating games that have come out on the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Let us know, and if you can do that by heading over to Email us at podcast.loadedcartgaming.com. That goes to both of us. You can hit me at Paul Cluel, P-A-U-L-C-L-E-W-E-L-L on Twitter. You can hit up uh, Chop over there at the at Loaded Cart. He runs that account as well as his own at Chop the Viking. If you want to check us out on Twitch, because I do, I stream a lot of variety. I like, I pretty much whenever I'm gaming at home during the week, I'm streaming. And it's, I've been doing Subnautica, Apex Legends, Overwatch, even a, a little of uh, Resident Evil, uh, because I was so psyched for the Resident Evil 2 release. I haven't gotten the chance to play it, but that's another story. It's, uh, I do 6 to 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. Um, and on Friday nights after 9 p.m., we do Dungeons and Dragons too. So check me out at twitch.tv slash what's Paul playing today. And if at, uh, you can check out uh, Daniel's one at uh, twitch.tv slash shop the Viking. Be excited for the new content coming out. If you could tell us your schedule. Uh, it is still going to be Tuesday through Thursday from roughly 10 p.m. ish until whenever I finish which is you know going to be midnight-ish. Usually uh, 12 to 12.30. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
until October. October is the only time that's going to change, and we'll we'll see how that goes. Fair that's, enough. That is way way in the future. It is. It's only February right now, so yeah, it'll take a while. Yes. And if you want to find us on any other social media, Facebook, all that fun stuff, the links in the show notes at loadedcartgaming.com. And if you love us, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever the heck you're listening to us on. It really does help us find more help other people find the show we don't pay to advertise the biggest thing you can do to help us right now is leave the, those reviews and spread the word word of mouth it's, it's literally the only thing apple cares about is your reviews on itunes like how yeah. if, even if it's just clicking star ratings like that's all mm-hmm. they literally care about to recommend you to people and get you raised up in search results like yep. it's it's really bizarre but it is it is and if you feel like donating uh, and want to support the show even further, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash gaming. We also have some merch now. If Yay. you check out the, the merch store, it is, I believe it's uh, loadedcartgaming.com slash merch. It is. Hooray! I got it right for once. Woo! I tried, um, to make it, tried to make it easy. and easy it, is, it is incredibly easy because even this monkey can do it. Woo! And that's, that's it. That's the show. Yeah. Anything else? No, not, I'm good, man. I'm enjoying my wine. Awesome. Stay tuned for our next episode, Submatica, and here's some smooth jazz to play you out. Sorry, moving along. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, sorry Derailed. about that. It's okay. Sorry, I, I got really excited. <laughs> I, I blame the wine. I, I blame Overwatch League. Yeah, this will be fun to edit. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have a stinger. Yeah, woo! <laughs> All the way at the end. So I'll be editing this in like two weeks and go, yay! God damn it, I don't have stinger. a stinger yet. Oh, am and then I this to, shit happens. Am I am I gonna have to record a stinger out of nowhere? And then yeah, then then we're gonna hit this train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking train wreck of a fucking episode. And, and one, I'll have a stinger, and then two, I'll have to figure out how to salvage the edit to like make it <laughs> make sense. <laughs>